It's Fourth Estate, the show where journalists talk journalism, coming to you from 2SER in Sydney on Gadigal lands of the Eora Nation, right across Australia on the Community Radio Network and directly to your device across the globe via podcast. My name is Olivia Rosenman and this week on Fourth Estate, we are taking a look back at the year in news and the media. I'm joined by a special co-host, Jason Lecquier, and together we've trawled through 2017's headlines to find the year's top stories. Yeah, we spent a lot of time sorting through news stories in Australia and beyond, and we put together a little journey through the year that was. So sit back, pour yourself a rather stiff drink, and enjoy. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. We had a massive field of people. You saw them. I get up this morning, I turn on one of the networks, and they show an empty field. I said, wait a minute, I made a speech. I looked out. The field was, it looked like a million, million and a half people. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. The office of President of the United States. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period, both in person and around the globe. It's a 90-day ban to ensure that we have further vetting restrictions so that we know who's coming to this country. Pretty extraordinary call. The tone and, and substance of it certainly differs from the relatively sanitized accounts that came out of both governments on Saturday. I'm not going to comment on a on a conversation between uh, myself and the President of the United States. Question. Don't be rude. Can you no, give I'm us a question? A, I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir, Go ahead. can you stay? More populist outlets might use the word lie and, and you know, more highbrow ones might just say that he's wrong. And every newsroom will, will come down differently on this issue. I think essentially the readers will take out the same thing at the end of the day, that Trump is loose with the truth and either doesn't care or willfully misrepresents it, depending on, you know, how much credit you give him. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Department of Human Services. This is the Customer Compliance Branch. If you've received a letter asking you to confirm your employment income online, press 1. Robo-debt has caused an uproar. The private information of an individual has been given to the media without justification, and if that is the case, I want to know why. Uh, the actions of Minister Tudge are immoral and unethical and reckless at best and illegal at worst, which is why I've taken the very serious decision to write and request from the Federal Police an investigation. I think the real concern here is the potential for a real chilling effect for anyone who wants to criticise really any federal government agency or department to fear that they will have their personal information leaked to, to the media and used against them in some way. I'm sorry, no, there's, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. 
This is not a joke. Moonlight is one best picture. Moonlight, best picture. The full force of Cyclone Debbie started to hit this morning. Ferocious winds smashed the wet Sundays. Hamilton Island in the firing line. Oh my God. It was just a big bang. The wind came through the garage here and popped the back windows as well. All the doors popped out, and we thought, "Oh, it's not safe anymore. Let's let's escape." Debbie crossed the coast between Bowen and Early Beach as a Category 4 cyclone at about 1pm local time. 48,000 people are without power and reports of extensive property damage are beginning to pour in. Our vote to leave the EU was no rejection of the values that we share as fellow Europeans. As a European country, we will continue to play our part in promoting and supporting those values during the negotiations and once they have, they are done. Phone calls, locations, email records, vital information on every Australian that's recorded and locked away for two years. The uh, regime that's in place at the moment is one of the most intrusive regimes in the industrialised world. Today was the compliance date. Today was the day where all of the companies needed to get their implementation statements in to the Attorney-General's Department. And what the Communications Alliance survey has showed is that they aren't compliant and part of the reason that most of them aren't, 80%, is that they haven't heard back from the Attorney-General's Department. It's a, it's a complete debacle. Our thoughts and prayers are with the victims and the families and friends of all those affected. It is now beyond doubt that the people of Manchester and of this country have fallen victim to a callous terrorist attack, an attack that targeted some of the youngest people in our society with cold calculation. Welcome to PM. I'm Mark Colvin. Among our stories tonight, more manufacturing. For decades, the anchor of ABC Radio's PM program has been one of the standard bearers of Australian journalism. With his insistence on facts, not opinion, crisp writing, correct delivery, and thoroughness in all one's work. Mark Colvin died today, and that's exactly how he'd want to report it. None of that, he passed away or he lost his battle nonsense. And tonight we're talking about, well, I'm just going to say it, Kavefe. In case you're unfamiliar with the word, late last night, the president tweeted, despite the constant negative press, Kefefe. Everyone at Fairfax is paid appropriately in terms of market rates. Uh, the CEO's salary at Fairfax is really based around benchmarking around companies of similar size, both in terms of market capitalisation. Fairfax announced that they were going to cut another $30 million from the editorial budget. We knew that that was going to come largely in the form of staff cuts and we found out that was going to mean 125 jobs in total from our newsrooms at the Herald and The Age. That is about a quarter of our newsrooms and proportionately is, is the biggest cut we've ever had. We believe that management hasn't done enough to look for cost savings elsewhere and that we shouldn't be the target of, of these cuts every single time as we have been year after year after year. 
anybody who you're speaking to in the building, they need to ring 999. There is a dedicated line for this incident, okay? We could hear people screaming, help me, help me, and flashing their phone lights to let people know that they were there. The blaze broke out shortly before 1am London time at the Grenfell Tower, home to around 200 residents. The Mayor of London has declared the fire a major incident and 40 fire crews have been at the scene for over eight hours now. If you haven't seen the pictures, they are devastating and I've never seen anything like it. We call for the establishment of a First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution. Makarata is the culmination of our agenda, the coming together after a struggle. It captures our aspirations for a fair and truthful relationship with the people of Australia and a better future for our children based on justice and self-determination. We seek a Makarata Commission to supervise a process of agreement making between governments and First Nations and truth telling about our history. In 1967, we were counted. In 2017, we seek to be heard. Today, Victoria Police have charged Cardinal George Pell with historical sexual assault offences. Cardinal Pell has been charged on summons and he's required to appear at the Melbourne Magistrates Court on the 18th of July this year for a filing hearing. I ask the questions. What's the deal with Asians? What is the deal? No, well, it's just a, a useful general question about the nature of our culture and how one should, can might interact with people who have a different cultural background. Well, let's, let's do that right now. Let's make it a hands-on experience. Rad, we come from different cultural backgrounds. What's the deal with Asian? Go ahead and ask me. Last week on the program, I spoke with Beverly Wang about her new podcast, It's Not a Race. I came across as racist, and I was wrong in the way I conducted the interview. This is not who I am, but I acknowledge on this occasion I caused offence and hurt not only to Beverly, but also to our listeners. The cyber attack that started Tuesday is wreaking havoc across the globe Wednesday, crippling thousands of computers, disrupting operations at ports from Mumbai to Los Angeles, and halting production at a chocolate factory in Australia. The virus is believed to have first taken hold in Ukraine, where it infected computers after users downloaded a popular tax accounting package or visited a local news site, according to national police and international cyber experts. The malicious code locked machines and demanded victims post a ransom worth $300 in bitcoins or lose their data entirely. Journalists decry move to drop International Walkley Award. Under new arrangements, you can now win a Walkley for a tweet, but not for international journalism. I think a lot of the changes that they've made have kind of been subsumed by this focus on the international reporting. I think the change in expanding the headline category to include things like social pushes and hooks is really, really smart because that's how a lot of journalism is done these days. The point of a headline was to capture your attention. Now your attention is captured by what you see in a tweet or what you see on Facebook, what you see on Instagram. And acknowledging the work that a lot of people do to make those things really interesting is, is a great move. I left the public discussion. Like, that's what I did. I totally retreated. So I wanted to be a small target and 
reduce the risk. You know, every time things happened, whether it was Shriver or Q&A or Anzac, everyone was like, oh, it'll blow over within a few days. This, it can't go on for this long. And then it just kept going and it kept going and it kept going. And it continues to go. And I cannot do events now without journalists sneaking in to write about what I'm talking to school students about. We already knew, Barry, that the President of the United States has a particular skill set, that he's identified an illness in Western democracies, but he has no cure for it and seems intent on exploiting it. And we've also learned that he has no desire and no capacity to lead the world. He was an uneasy, lonely, awkward figure at this gathering, and you got the strong sense that some of the leaders are trying to find the best way to work around him. So what did we learn? We learned that Donald Trump has pressed fast forward on the decline of the United States as a global leader. And right, his paranoid schizophrenic, paranoiac. And what he's going to do is, oh, maybe Bill Shine's coming. Like, Let me leak thing and see if I can block these people the way I blocked Scaramucci for six months. Okay, but, but he leaked the CFIA stuff on me. Uh, you know, my financial disclosures been leaked to Politico. Yes, yeah, which is a which, yeah, which is a felony. President Donald Trump has decided to push out his controversial chief strategist, Steve Bannon. Chief of Staff John Kelly and Bannon agreed that Friday would be Bannon's last day in the White House. What about the alt-left that came charging at the, as you say, the alt-right? Do they have any semblance of guilt? Wait a minute, I'm not finished. I'm not finished, fake news. That was a horrible day. I watched those very closely, much more closely than you people watched it. And you have, uh, you, you had a group on one side that was bad and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now. You had a group, you had a group on the other side that came charging in without a permit and they were very, very violent. Hundreds of thousands of Muslim Rohingya have been forced from their homes in Myanmar. The UN is warning of ethnic cleansing. Many have fled into Bangladesh to escape the fighting in Rakhine State. I lost my eldest daughter when we were running away. Also, my parents were left behind along the way. I don't know where they are. The military is continuing to slash and kill people. I'm quite happy to remove this because this is not what should belong in this parliament. In light of our national security of this nation, will you work with the, will you work to actually ban the burqa in Australia? Senator Hanson, no, we will not be banning the burqa. Now, Senator Hanson, I am not going to pretend to ignore the stunt that you have tried to pull today by arriving in the chamber dressed in a burqa when we all know that you are not an adherent of the Islamic faith. While nobody can really argue that these laws were good or relevant or up to date, the inevitable consequence of getting rid of them will be more concentration of media ownership. And we already have one of the most concentrated media ownership landscapes in the world. You are a disgusting bunch of individuals at times. You have no moral values and to go after the public broadcaster is an absolute disgrace.
one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, now Oscar-winning producer Harvey Weinstein is facing serious allegations of sexual harassment. Among his accusers, actress Ashley Judd. I didn't know about these things, but they don't surprise me at all, and they're endemic to the system anyway. And I, what I find sort of extraordinary is that you know, this man is at the top of a very particular iceberg, you know, and he's, I don't think you can describe him as a sex addict, he's a predator, that's different. He's, as it were, the top of the ladder of is uh, a system of um, harassment and uh, belittling and bullying and interference and what, what my mother would have referred to in the olden days as pestering. Is he pestering you? That's the word we used to use in the olden days, if you recall. This has been part of our world, women's world, since time immemorial. So what we need to start talking about is the crisis in masculinity, the crisis of extreme masculinity, which is this sort of behaviour, and the fact that it is not only okay, but it also is represented by the most powerful man in the world at the moment. What do we have to do here? I've been, I'm going to take a shower, you sit there and have a drink. Water. Don't drink. Uh, can I stay on the bar? No, you must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm, I, I'm, I you're embarrassing me. I'm sorry, I, I no, cannot. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for me. I, I need to know a person to be touched. I want to do a thing. I don't Everything, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me, but I, I don't want to. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, I, I can't. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. Harvey Weinstein's scandal has prompted women around the world to take to social media, sharing their own personal experiences of sexual harassment and abuse, not just in the film industry, but across all kinds of workplaces. The social media hashtag MeToo has gone viral after the US actress Alyssa Milano used Twitter to encourage all women to share their stories. What the referendum council recommended uh, was that there should be a national elected representative assembly of uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, which would be, it was said, uh, an advisory group to the federal parliament, it would and would be entrenched in the constitution. Our view, the government's view, is that that is not a model that is desirable uh, and the reason for that is that our national representative institutions are based on the proposition that they are open to every Australian. Federal investigators have seized documents at the Australian Workers' Union's offices as they investigate donations that were made while Bill Shorten was in charge. that the Senate now observe a moment of silence for the victims of the Las Vegas attack. Without objection, it is so ordered. The Senate will now observe a moment of silence for the victims of the attack in Las Vegas. Mogadishu has been hit by numerous bombings in recent years, but none have been as deadly as the attack here. The suicide bomber chose the city's rush hour and one of its busiest streets to detonate the bomb. 
Rescue workers are still searching the rubble for bodies. Some they say may never be found. Seven went in, but only two remain. It's been an incredible day in politics with the full bench of the High Court revealing their verdict on the Citizenship Seven. Deputy PM Barnaby Joyce and Deputy Leader of the Nationals, Fiona Nash, have been disqualified, along with One Nation's Malcolm Roberts and Scott Ludlam and Larissa Waters of the Greens. Mr Stretch, how did Facebook, which prides itself on being able to process billions of data points and instantly transform them into personal connections for its user, somehow not make the connection that electoral ads paid for in rubles were coming from Russia. Those are two data points. American political ads and Russian money, rubles. How could you not connect those two dots? Senator, you mentioned uh, one aspect of uh, the, the... Trump tweeting early Wednesday morning that Facebook was always anti-Trump. Hours later, Zuckerberg posting on his Facebook page, quote, Trump says Facebook is against him. Liberals say we help Trump. Both sides are upset about ideas and content they don't like. That's what running a platform for all ideas looks like. Across Catalonia, police are shutting down the vote. Spanish riot squads storm some polling booths to prevent voters entering. But pro-separatists are determined to vote to demand a divorce from Spain. Catalans block doors in an attempt to stop police from interfering with the referendum. And now the official results of the Australian Marriage Law Postal Survey. For the national result, yes responses, 7 million 817,247, representing 61.6% of clear responses. That 61.6% of clear responses were yes. Uh, they're living in squalor and the Australian taxpayers have paid uh, about $10 million for a new facility and we want people to move. This is the choice they're making and the difficulty is because our position will not change, you are never coming to Australia. 
Uh, they think by staying that somehow they're going to exert pressure on us. To look at the face of Peter Dutton is to stare into the cold eyes of someone who is prepared to kill people for political gain. And it is time that he was held to account for this crime against humanity. Welcome back to Burke's Backyard in far north Queensland. Now, have you always dreamt of maybe one day escaping up to the... Tracy put a, a call out on social media for uh, anyone in the entertainment industry who'd basically suffered the Harvey Weinstein behaviour here. There was one name that was recurring seemingly more than others, and that was the name of Don Burke, the former Channel 9 celebrity gardener. We have found that the youth detention centres during the whole of the 10-year period were not fit for accommodating, let alone rehabilitating children and young people. Children were dared or bribed to carry out degrading and humiliating acts or to commit acts of violence on each other. And that isolation was used and continues to be used inappropriately, punitively, and inconsistently with what is in your own legislation. My commitment is to a leaner, less cumbersome management structure that minimises costs, provides a more effective streamlined service in support areas, and facilitates quicker decision-making. You know, it may be decades away, but I think that the ABC is certainly preparing itself for a, a future in which it is not primarily, maybe not even at all, a broadcaster in the way that we currently understand it. ABC radio station Triple J has announced its Hottest 100 countdown will not be held on Australia Day. It blames increasing debate about the significance of January the 26th as our national day and says the Hottest 100 is a celebration everyone should enjoy together. We'll count down the Hottest 100 on Saturday the 27th of January. Russia has taken a step towards targeting foreign media. Draft legislation could see news outlets labelled foreign agents, with their ability to operate independently hindered. The country's lower house of parliament giving their approval on Wednesday. It would mean media organisations might have to disclose where they get their funding and how they spend it. More than 13 million files taken mostly from the offshore law firm Appleby and leaked to the same German newspaper that took hold of the Panama Papers last year. This new release shedding light on who is secretly investing huge amounts of money in offshore tax havens. And across the ditch, our Australian friends have chosen to include US and us. Is it us or US? Us in the word of the I year. Think us. They've picked quasi as the winner, meaning a Kiwi living in Aussie, or someone who has dual Australian and New Zealand citizenship. It comes a day after former Deputy PM Barnaby Joyce booted out of Australia's parliament because of his dual Kiwi citizenship, claimed a stunning by-election win to return to his seat. We will call the vote. Commissioner Clyburn. I dissent. Commissioner O'Reilly. Aye. Commissioner Carr. Aye. Commissioner Rosenworcel. I dissent. The chair votes aye. The item is adopted with editorial privileges granted. As So, what is the FCC doing today? Well, quite simply, we are restoring the light-touch framework that has governed the Internet for most of its existence. Simply put, by returning to the light-touch Title I framework, we are helping consumers and promoting competition. 
Broadband providers will have stronger incentives to build networks, especially in unserved This decision puts the Federal Communications Commission on the wrong side of history, the wrong side of the law, and the wrong side of the American public. That's it for Fourth Estate this week and for the year. We'll be back next year to keep a close eye on how the media covers the news. So keep your eye on your podcast feed, stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll see you in 2018.